And we're back. Junior Senior Two Views has come back for episode 127. Let's get started with the first question. Yep. Uh, was the college football national championship game for real? For real. For real. Absolutely. I, <laughs> there's something about college football that I'm not that interested in, but the national championship, I guess I was more sort of thinking TCU was going to put up a bit of a fight, but that didn't happen, did that it? That was a lie. Um, Holy moly. It, it, the best way to describe it, TCU were playing a, uh, an NFL team. Wow. Like, they were playing an NFL team. Wow. Like, it was the most lopsided game I think we've ever seen. I've, uh, that's the most points ever scored right. by, by a team. And it, was, it looked to me like, after the, you know, at one point it was tied 7-7, and that's yeah. all that TCU got. They got yeah. seven, and Georgia got 65. And and the foot, it just felt like the foot of Georgia was on the neck of TCU and just would not yeah, let it up. Would, yeah, it, it was like yeah. they just wouldn't. And then they, they pulled Stetson Bennett. Is he the, that's yeah, a, Stetson, that's, Bennett, Stetson yeah. Bennett. Put him in for backup, and even a backup scored. So they couldn't stop. So does this, what does this tell you now? Because, I mean, it looks like Georgia, the power shift, may mm-hmm. have, just taking place here. I mean, well, cause back to back. Because they've been able to recruit. It's well-known portal. Everybody wants to go play the, in Georgia. The, the teams that recruit the best in college win. Yeah. If you put resources into your program and you have resources and you recruit well, you get the best talent yeah. and you win. Of course. And the transfer portal. And it right. does depend on location. I mean, teams in the SEC get the better um, um, prospects. Uh, as opposed to, like, the Big East or yeah. other conferences. Like, I mean, you don't see um, a lot of five-star recruits going to um, you know, going to Jackson State before Prime yeah. went there. Yeah. So it, it does depend on a couple of different factors. But overall, if you're a team in, in a favorable conference like the SEC or the ACC, if you recruit well, you're – yeah, and put money into your programs, you're going to get some good talent. Well, the question now is, can Georgia three-peat? I mean, at this point, you would think there's a good chance. I mean, they're not losing uh, much. So. They have mostly freshmen and sophomores playing. I well, mean, Stetson Bennett is like a super-duper senior, so he's well, going. Well, he's, he's going. Right. Um, well, I think so. Because the rest of your team, and they're going to be recruit, they're going to be recruiting very well. Yeah, but, but next, like I said, they have the mostly senior freshmen. Day. They're mostly freshmen, sophomores, so they're not yeah. going anywhere. No, they're not. So going you would think that Nick Saban's not too thrilled about them sticking around and winning well, it's another a, it's, another champ, national championship. Well, he's got. He's probably calling for a revision of the whole playoff well, format. Revision, revision. You guys st- stood on top of of it when it was lopsided. Yeah. When it wasn't this way. Yeah. So stop it. Okay, moving anyway. on. Anyway, which team has a better chance to make the playoffs next year, the Lions or the Packers? The Lions. This isn't even a question to me. The Packers are really in yet another cap crunch. For yet another year, they lost another home January game at Lambeau, which eliminated them from the season. So you're looking at the Packers team right now. What You have Rodgers, who's, who's going to have this whole media circus around him for yet another offseason. Will he or won't he? Um, uh, imitating his predecessor, Brett Favre. Um, and he's set to make a lot of money next season. Um, a lot of guys, their contracts are running out. Bakhtiari's contract is running out. A lot of guys are due for big payments. They're going to be in yet another cap crunch, even while shedding 
so much talent last season. And let's not forget, they lost one of the best edge rushers in football in Zedaria Smith and, in my opinion, the best all-around wide receiver in the game in Devontae Adams mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. because they didn't they couldn't pay him. Mm-hmm. So they were still able to retain talents like uh, like Russell Douglas and Devontae Campbell. But how the hell are you going to keep everyone and keep the depth without like completely without without encroaching on the cap. Okay. So 2 and 7 was the Lions record at one point and there was constant calls. I said it more than one occasion on the podcast that Dan Campbell's probably going to get fired before the yeah. end of the season. And suddenly it went from 2 7 to 7 and 1. Yeah. And a miraculous turnaround and just and the whole thing for me is this is a Lions team that already knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. They knew they were gone. And they, have, and they stuck around remember, and played. They have a top five pick. Right, I know. But, but they stuck in there, and then they stuck it to the Packers. And as far as the Packers are concerned, it's history repeating itself. You mentioned Brett Favre. This is it. Jordan Love sitting around again, third year in a row, going, what about me? What's happening? Where's, what's the future? Well, like? it's rumored that he wants out. Well, I wouldn't blame him. Because well, here's the thing. You're not going to fetch a first for him. Well, you, look, well, you're stuck. If Green Bay, look, Aaron Rodgers was being very Aaron Rodgers-like during the press conference. You know, Zen-like. They asked him the question, you know, could you see yourself retiring, you know, walking away from that money? $60 million is on the table. And he went, well, no, you know, I've, I've been, you know, something along the lines of generationally, t- you know, fortunate and this and that. And I, I definitely could retire, which I thought was just complete crap because... Let's face it, $60 million, $60 million. And no one wants him. Because if you're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, and there's rumors about you know Las Vegas being one of them, why would you want to go there? You're going to be taking on the best quarterbacks in that division twice? Nah, I can't see it. So I, 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 I'm pretty sure that it's going to be the Lions next year. Lions are on a big momentum But you swing. think about the Lions and their future. They have a top five pick in this year's draft. Yep. Um, they could use some defensive help. They need a lot of defensive yeah, help. They could use that. Yes. But I've been, I was screaming it from the top of the heavens this year. All Dan Campbell needed to do was adjust his play calling. Yeah. And he made some, he made some um, risky calls, but they paid off. Yeah. The talents, but I like Dan Campbell as a coach, and this is why. You like him now? <laughs> no, I've always liked him as a coach, and I've seen why. Because he motivates guys. <laughs> like you look at the difference between the Lions. How they played under Patricia, oh, yeah, how they yeah. played under Campbell. Of course, yeah. These guys were running through walls for Campbell. Okay, so moving on. Yeah. Uh, next question. I think I have this. More attractive job, the Cardinals or the Texans? <laughs> so your boy, uh, Look, you know, we know what I happened there. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. But for me, it's the Cardinals. Your boy. Even... Even if I'm a head coach and I'm looking at the Texans right now, <coughs> they are an absolute train wreck. They fire, they fire Lovey Smith. This is their third. They're about to be searching for their fourth coach in the past four seasons. Mm-hmm. They fired their third coach in the past four seasons. Two straight, Cully and Smith. Why didn't you just keep around Cully if you were going to do this? Mm. Like, it doesn't make any sort of sense to me. Mm. Like, and it's rumored that Casario's job is on the line. Why? What's he done? What's Casario done wrong? After tampering with him a couple years ago, don't think we didn't forget about that, McNair. We, you tampered with him a couple years ago, and now you finally got the guy. Mm. You've, you thrust him into um, a rebuild, mm. and you got a good haul for uh, Deshaun Watson. 
and his job is potentially on the line? Why? Um, What's he done wrong? What what self-respecting coach would want to come here? Seriously. So okay. So I, I'm 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 sort of a pick'em. I don't even know if the Cardinals' job is that much better because it's not. That I'm going to tell better. you a couple of things. Okay. First of all. Kyler Murray may not even be back at the start of next season because of his ACL injury, yep. because of surgery. Uh, he's apparently reportedly weighing in now. They've management's come to him saying, you know, you get you know, a, well, a, a peek in who well, they told because there was always friction between him. Well, and for Kingsbury. now, it's for now, it's um, it's by they have a GM by committee because they also fired Kime. Did they? Yeah. Okay, I was surprised. I was I was and, waiting for that. I was wondering like, if the coach and, is going to go, the DM's got to go. Look, the two jobs are pretty bad. But it's a lesser of two evils situation. Would I want to deal with deal with the Bidwells over McNair? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. look, this is the thing for yes. me, and this is my argument here: is whoever the next coach of either team is going to be, in my opinion, brand new. I don't see a coach walking into that situation because Cardinals no. need help too. Cardinals need help too. Bernard Hopkins wants out; his production's gone <laughs> down the toilet, <laughs> right down the toilet. Uh, they don't; they have a Defense that's been spotty. J.J. Watts retired. I mean, I just think they got to do things. As for the Texans, let me weigh in on that. Lovey Smith going was a, absolutely egregious. He, you know, one more season if that. The fact that they just cut him like, got rid of him like that. And I look, I don't think it's about him winning in order to stick it to them. But that's the way well, Lovey is. He sort of knew he was getting fired to begin with. So I'm actually happy that he took that that petty I mean, petty chance and got them the win. This is Lovey Smith who got to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Can we emphasize that any more yeah. than that? Rex Grossman yeah. was yeah. putrid. Oh well, move on. It, it's just like it's a damning indictment of the Texans and how much they. And I said this. Train to you, I said this to you off recording. They might be the worst run organization in all of football right now, and that's speaking volumes over Jacksonville. <laughs> okay. Over Jacksonville. All right. So playoff weekend is coming. Yes. We're already in Saturday, but obviously in the northern hemisphere it's still Friday. So we'll get to watch the show, some of the games tomorrow, which is yeah. Sunday here. So. We're going to start with playoff games, right? Yeah. We're going to start with the fact that the Chiefs in the AFC have the bye week. Yes. We're going to start with the Miami Dolphins going to Buffalo without Tua Tagliavoa as starting quarterback is, to face the Bills. What say you? This is a this is a death march. <laughs> I'm sorry. If they had Tua, I'd say okay, maybe they might make it competitive. They're starting Skylar Thompson. I'm sorry. It's third this is, start. This is going to be an absolute blowout. The Bills are winning this game easily. Easily by two. Score? Easily, what do you think? easily more than two scores. 28-14 yeah. or something like that. You're saying 28-14. No, it's probably going to be three scores, two scores. Okay, you're saying three scores, at least, scores? At the very least two scores, most likely three. A score. Give me yeah. a score. I'm saying I'm saying 28-7. 27, okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's going to be a little lower than that. I'll say it's going to be 24 to 10. This is what I think. Miami will luckily get a touchdown somewhere. But but the Bills, look, the Bills are going to be on a lot of things right now. Emotionally, they're ready. DeMar Hamlin's been released from hospital, thank God. It wouldn't surprise me for one second if he is brought to the stadium on a VIP, pump, g up the fans, g up the players. 
It's, 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 it sucks for Miami because hey, this is the first time they've been in the playoffs since 2016. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills hung 45 on oh, Miami's head. You stick oh, with Nick. Seriously score. though, all right, we'll see what seriously, happens. Seriously though, there. that's how lopsided it looks. Okay, the next yeah. the next playoff game, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna, we're going to switch to the NFC now. Yeah. So the Eagles are on a bye week. We yes. know that they get the bye. So now we got the Seahawks going to San Francisco. To face the Niners. Look, the Seahawks have been on sort of a downward spiral in a couple in the past couple <coughs> of weeks. Their offense has sort of been tanking, mm-hmm. and I just love that 49ers defense, man. Fred Warner and Bosa have been jockeying for yep. Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, like that's how good they've been. So you say the Niners? I'd say the Niners, and I'm gonna go with a twenty with a twenty-one ten scoreline. No. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm going to say, it's gonna be interesting. The Seahawks are gonna make it interesting. Now, not from the offensive standpoint. I'm gonna say from defense. I think. This, I think if the defense, can, if the offense can do enough to keep the, the San Francisco offense off the field, it's gonna be closer than that. But here's I the, think it'll be thirty to twenty. I think the, the Seahawks can score. Here's the thing about Seattle: they have no run defense. What is the 49ers special? They're going to run, of course. Running. Running. We'll see. It's the playoffs. Anything's possible. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say the yeah. Seahawks lose. Okay, switch back to the AFC. Another team without a starting quarterback. Lamar Jackson's out yeah. in this game. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, the Ravens are going back to Cincinnati because they were just there not yeah. too long ago to face the Bengals. Uh, this is not going to be good for the Ravens. It's not going to be. I think they'll make this somewhat competitive with their defense. Mm-hmm. But I think I think since he wins this one, um, I'm saying I'm saying twenty twenty four to fourteen. All right, I'm going to say it's going to be twenty to seven. I think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati's going to score the points everybody thinks. I think it's going to be up to Burrow to sort of throw his way out of it. Um, I think it'll be a low-scoring affair. That's what I think. Oh, okay. All right, next one. We're going to the NFC now. The Giants. Finally. Finally, after so long. Now going back to where they lost a crucial close game off a 61-yard field goal against the Vikings. Can I just There's say- a lot of dirt being thrown on this. There's a lot of people in the Giant camp. Of course, we're Giant fans, so can we're I just, two of them Can here. I just say this for a second? I had the Giants going 3-14 and 14 this year. Seriously. Who didn't? Everybody thought so. No optimism whatsoever. Of course. And compare that to now, when my arrogance levels for this team are so high, right. so much so that I believe that the Giants will pull off the upset. Okay. So, what's the score? What do you think? I'm saying uh, 17 to 14 Giants. Okay. I'm going to say it's a little higher than that. I would say it's the Giants win. Uh, twenty-three to seventeen. The Vikings. I've been I've been skeptical of them all season long. Of course. Well, everybody they has reek reek of fraudulence. There, yeah. you only yeah. have to look at their yeah. point differential. Of course, to say everyone everything. has said it. And the moment where they lost me completely was that <coughs> was that abomination of a Colts game. Yeah, that was a that was just ridiculousness. I'm just. I don't even care if I'm discrediting the biggest comeback in NFL history. That game was ridiculous. Well, look, this is this is what I think. I think that the game, you know, it's gonna the Giants gonna have to keep that offense off the field. Yeah. They're gonna have to force the defense to play because the defense Minnesota's defense is spotty, 
And they're going to have... Well, it's more their secondary. And I'm they're going to have I am afraid yeah. of the Vikings front seven. Well, Zadarius yeah. Smith is a Well, beast. that's where Daniel Jones has them use his feet and get out of problems. And then you're going to have to try to throw the ball down the field. The Vikings them. only really have problems in their secondary. And that's where that's where they're probably going to force Daniel Jones to go to. All right. Okay. So yeah. we are both in the Giants. will pull up the upset. Yes. This might be the upset of the week. We'll see. Yeah. Uh... The Chargers and the Jaguars. So the Chargers will go into Jacksonville. Yeah. That's another. Who who thought that was going to happen? Yeah. Jacksonville's hosting a home playoff. I think the Chargers are going to win this one. I just have a feeling that the, 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 the light shining a bit too bright on Jacksonville. They're a young team. I don't think they're ready for this. Last week they did beat the Titans, mind you. But the Titans made mistakes in that game as yeah. well in order for Jacksonville to get the advantage. I think the I think the Chargers have a chance to pull this out. But here's the thing about the Chargers. More 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 about Brandon Staley. Why in God's name did you leave your starters in? You already had a playoff spot locked up. And now they're gonna be tied. why would you leave your starters in? Why would you do that? Luckily nobody got injured. Well Mike Williams got oh, injured. He's Williams. not playing. Why would you leave your starters in? That is inexcusable. You already had a playoff spot locked up. Why? Well why I, would you do I that? Think, well, Let's get look. Either way, they're in. I think the Chargers win this. I think they win this twenty to sixteen. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think. I think, the, I think they're going to. I think the Jaguars are going to have some problems moving the ball. I think if they get pressure on Lawrence, I just think that you know Jacksonville's season is going to end. I'm right going to. I'm going to agree with you, but it's not going to be easy for the Chargers whatsoever. It's not going to be easy, right. especially with. Jacksonville's improving defense. Like, Trayvon Walker's been having a quietly really good year okay. as as a first overall right, so pick. So what's the score? And Josh Allen, Josh Allen in the linebacking core is amazing. But I feel like the Chargers will... Yeah, Josh Allen Josh in the linebacking okay. right. core. Okay. I just feel like um, the Chargers will just, just, just pull it out. Post. And it'll be a 14-2... Fourteen to, to ten win. Fourteen to ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. The last tilt is on Monday. So there's a Monday game, which we'll be watching on Tuesday. The Dallas Cowboys will travel to an under five hundred Buccaneers team. It seems fitting because Todd Bowles is the coach. Script writers. So they go there. Tom Brady is seven and zero against the Cowboys in his career. The script uh, this the script, is an interesting game. Script, I don't want to bet against Tom Brady, and I don't think I will do it for this one. The script writers are licking their absolute chops. This, this is the game, game everybody's waiting. They for. do not want. They do not want Tom Brady to lose again, especially not against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Look, the Buccaneers have been dancing through the raindrops all season long. The only reason they made it here is because their conference, their division is absolutely garbage. Garbage. Hot (laughs) hot garbage. They shouldn't even. Hot steaming garbage. They shouldn't even made it here. No, but they did. So now what? Because you got the GOAT. I'm just saying the Buccaneers just because one thing important. The only thing that's going to. Dallas has to run the ball. If they don't run the ball. Yes, yes, yes. Dak Prescott's record of when he throws a lot of attempts is bad. Yeah. And I don't think he alone can do enough to get Dallas back if Dallas can't run the ball. The only thing that's going to really hold the Cowboys back is, once again, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. 
I've been screaming it from the heavens for a long time Another now. Another coach you want to get rid of. They're Don't both. worry. This could be Mike McCarthy's last game. If the it. Dallas Cowboys lose this game, but that will be it. I don't think also, Jerry Jones has any more patience There's also another thing that will hold the Cowboys back in this game is that they are still, again, the most penalized team in football. They are utterly undisciplined. Okay. They cannot stay disciplined. All right, so however, I'm... however, I think... You think it, they're gonna win? I think, I think they will. What? Just okay. Your score? What do you have? I think the the Cowboys fans will be arrogant that they get their third playoff win in almost three decades, uh-huh. and I think the score line will be twenty seven to twenty four in a 27 shootout. Twenty seven in shootout. Okay, I'm gonna say that the Buccaneers will win this. I think it's gonna be a little higher than that. I think the Buccaneers will have to. I think Brady's gonna throw a lot. Oh, I, he, I think he's it's gonna have to. I think it's gonna be. I'm gonna say 33 to 27. Yeah, I'm gonna think. I, th- I think all everything out the window. I still say that I cannot bet on Tom Brady because I've I've done it before and it's killed me. So I've said no. I know, but so now we got our we got it lined up. Let's see what the results are for next week. Yes, let's move on. Okay. How should Mets fans feel about the fallout fallout from Carlos Correa? So Correa is a done. He resigned <laughs> with the Twins. Six years, two hundred million. There's um, no place like physical, home. Physical, physical, done. There's no signed, place like home. Signed and sealed. There's no place like home. Yep. Uh, look. It just doesn't really, like, in terms of the the tease, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me because they are only going to really be relevant if everything breaks right for them. But, um, but. It's the central. Yeah. But it's the central. The central's a very log jam yeah, division but, but even, where you don't really have to play well even to in, even get in. But even in the AL Central last year, they still failed to make the dance. Well, even in the AL Central last year, I know, year, but you know, they still couldn't keep up with. With they still had a fall. I believed in them. I thought they were going to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, you were ripping <laughs> me for it. I thought they were going to. do I was because I didn't think so. And they still fell behind uh, Chicago okay. and Cleveland. All right, so. Um, it doesn't look. It's surprising. I think that obviously, we both. I felt that the Mets weren't going to move forward because there was a stalemate, and so the stalemates happened. Look, he's gone back to where he looked after all that. I don't know how fans should feel really, because Twins fans should feel a bit, bit annoyed because he was the one who opted out. He yeah. could have just decided not to opt out and stay, and then he opted out in order to test the waters. The waters were bad. And he comes swimming back. Yeah. And so... Well, the, you know, water, the waters were good until, up until physicals. Right. But yeah. obviously, everything checked. All right. Um, how do I feel? Uh, as a Mets fan, I, do, I, I, I don't really care. Like, it, uh, it doesn't really change the, the offseason um, from being oscillating between good and bad. Because this was a great offseason for the Mets regardless. Like, they got Verlander. They got their number three in Senga. They got Quintana, another piece for that rotation. They re-signed Nimmo and just and just to for, and David Robertson for the pen. Yep. And just to add a little cherry on top, they avoid arbitration with Pete Alonso. Yeah, it's a year giving him fourteen point five million, so they don't have to worry about him till next season. Right. And on that point, they'll save money for both him and McNeil. Yeah. And so you so and prospects. Beatty can go to third. Yeah, yeah. I like Beatty's Beatty's um, promise <laughs> at third base. Like the whole Correa thing, it was going to be a luxury. 
buy it. It was a luxury buy to show the other teams, hey, we're here, we're spending money, we're in this arms race as well. So it doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. It and they brought back Diaz. Yeah, I, I look, I. it doesn't, to me it was, a, like I, as you see it, I, I agree with you, it was, it was just another, it was nice to have it. It was like a luxury, it was like a, like a luxe spending. But it doesn't change anything. And it obviously... The injury or whatever was on the physical did not sit with the Mets, just like it didn't sit with the Giants. And for Carlos Correa, there's no place like home. Yeah. Go back, play there. You got Joey Gallo now to strike out on pitches. <laughs> so even better, Joey Gallo will swing at anything. So, you know, Joey Gallo went from New York to L.A. And obviously, free agency has brought him to Minnesota. Good luck to you. And that, that's so, all you can do with that. So it, it just doesn't really matter anymore. Like this, the Mets offseason has been great. So let's get back to because one of the main things I really wanted out of this new ownership was them to actually not really spend a whole uh, spend money spend money, but spend it in the right places. But also refocus on the farm system. Yeah, and that's what they're doing as well. Okay. They've got a good farm system that they're starting to to bring through. Okay. So I'm not. Uh, so I don't really care about the whole career thing. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Your question. Um, will there be for any further on-field incidents after the Melbourne victory received a hefty, hefty fine? So, we know this. this. I mean, this is for local only, yeah. not really international, but probably was on the news everywhere. Yeah. So, that local, the, the Melbourne victory. So, big, yeah. a big thing surrounding this, um, all, of the club, all of the club's supporting groups, the active supporter groups, besides Melbourne Victory's original style, met with the APL. And um, they've ceased any sort of uh, protests or any sort of walkouts indefinitely while they're negotiating, um, while they're laying out plans, while they're doing these things. And there's been speculation around original style Melbourne disbanding, but even so, they've come out with a statement saying, we will not be disbanding. However, comma, with the Melbourne victory, it is heavily rumored that... Um, so they're not going to be having any active support to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, it's heavily rumored that they might be playing behind closed doors, mm -hmm. which will be a heavy blow to uh, revenue for the club. Well, that sucks. That's too bad. After they, uh, uh, yeah. My thoughts are they got hit with $500,000 fine. That's hefty. Yeah. And you know what? They could have lost competition points. It yeah. could have been so much worse. And and the the... the the absolute behavior of these fans was just irrepre irreprehensible. Oh, and yeah. they deserved it. And so to carry on the way they did, come on. It's one thing to be a fan and be have passion. That's fine. But the line's drawn when you're going to start throwing things at players and security and hitting people. So the people who got caught, they should get a lifetime ban. And Absolutely. that should be it. Absolutely. That should be it. That should be a message to the rest of the league, to all the fans, saying you can... You can celebrate. Nothing wrong with that, but just calm down. Absolutely, and it was uh, Give absolutely. Give me a break. Like, and it's just stupid. Yeah, it's absolutely. I do agree with you. Surrounding this whole thing, um, it, they weren't even celebrating. It, it was just a lot of tension to begin with, surrounding the whole APL saga. Um, but honestly, as a, a Australian football fan, I hope this gets put to rest finally, because then we can just move on. Mm -hmm. Because there's a bigger fish to fry for um, uh, fans of the game uh, with the APL's decision to put the grand final in Sydney for the next three years and then to do it in a Super Bowl sort of format where they have a vote on which city gets it, mm -hmm. which I think is completely ridiculous. Have it the way it was. 
No one wanted this change, and no one wants this change to stay. Oh well. Which is why people were mad in the first place. Too bad. I mean, it's bad. People were mad, but it's one way of yeah. Is there's a better way of displaying your frustration? Yes. Far better. There are far better ways of get a life of doing the same thing. I mean, Australian football fans did the same thing a couple years back when there was controversy surrounding the um the banning system uh of uh people that were issued. Issued lifetime bans but had no right of appeal. Um, they did walkouts. They yeah, staged yeah. walkouts without any sort of uh, protest or anything like that. And they met with the then FFA and they actually came to a conclusion without right. any sort of violence. So there are better ways to go about this. Okay, next question. Yeah. Despite MVP like numbers, does Duke Luca need another score? He's all alone. Nobody's there. Beside him, he is completely. Stop singing. He needs. He needs back surgery, man, because he is carrying the Mavs every single night, Mm. and he's he's visibly frustrated. And I don't blame him. He's got nobody there. They didn't pay Jalen Brunson this offseason. And he's got no. That works for me. I don't care. He's he's got that that works for me. That definitely works for me. No one surrounding him. No, I'm happy with that. Uh, he's got no one. The Mavs need to wake up because the fact that he he managed to he was carrying them in that game against the Lakers. Yeah. The double overtime. Double overtime with two. Yeah. Two buzzer beaters. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's obvious. I mean, but I I suppose look the Porzingis experiment didn't suit. It just didn't fit. It didn't work. Um, he's got guys. But they're just not consistent, you know. He's got, you got, you know, you got a, a player like Dimwitty. He's, he's nice, but a nice guy to sort of compliment, but not the guy that you would rely on. He he's got Hardaway. It's him. just, it's a lot of inconsistency. Doesn't have. I don't know what he's going to do. They, if, if they're, if they're looking up, because they're looking up yeah. and seeing Denver, who I mentioned before has the deepest, deepest roster. In the West right speaking now. Of which, speaking of which, I I said early in the year that Jokic could three-peat, oh. and it's deadly serious. Well, on to Luka right now, because ultimately, you know, trades are coming. You want to know whether or not Dallas is in and whether what they need. Honestly, they just, when you have a generational talent like Luka, draft picks are an extent, expendable resource. And when you have a generational talent like him, throw the, throw the kitchen sink to surround him with talent. So what does he, so what they would he should, need right they, now? They That's should, the question. Is should, what would he get? What would he need? Um, right now, their uh, their center depth is horrid. Their center depth is bad. Mm-hmm. They need a a headliner, and there's one sitting right at a team that is free falling right now. Uh, Indiana, go and get yourself Miles Turner. Go and possibly go and get yourself Buddy Hield in the process. Go in and sweep for that. Offer them anything they want because at this point you need something. You need because that'll fill two needs. That'll fill your scorer role. He can slot. Buddy Hield is one of the best three point shooters in the game. Oh, he's stuck in yeah wasteland. Yeah, he can slot right into your starting shoot, shooting guard spot. Mm-hmm. That's your second scorer right there. Mm. And then Miles Turner can also stretch the floor. Which fits their system. Mm-hmm. He's also really good defensively. <coughs> He's one of the best shot blockers in the league. So you get him, you immediately improve your defense, and you immediately improve your offense. That that fills the center need 
and the scoring. Okay, we're coming to the end of the show. A uh, few things. Happy retirement to Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale, one of the most underappreciated players of the 2010s, was absolutely broke out into stardom with Tottenham Hotspur, got the big money move to Real Madrid mm-hmm. at the time, the biggest transfer free fee ever, 105 million euros, mm-hmm. and um, had an electric first two years, and then just was never used at mm-hmm. Real Madrid, despite sporadic moments, especially in the 2018 Champions League final, where he scored two with that amazing bicycle kick. Um, and you just and you think about Bale on uh, on Real Madrid, he was just never used mm-hmm. at all. And his career sort of petered out. He had a couple of injuries, particularly to the knees, which yes. nerfed his biggest strength of speed. Mm-hmm. But undoubtedly, the best Welsh player ever, and that's over guys like Ian Rush. And that's over guys like Ian Rush. Okay. So. Next, uh, on or around this day, Bo Jackson suffered a career-ending hip injury. So I remember yeah. this game. They were playing the Raiders, then the Los Angeles Raiders. We're playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it was a playoff game. Bill Jackson had a handoff. He was running down the field, got tackled from behind, and fell awkwardly on his hip. And ultimately, that was the last game he ever played as a Raider. He had hip surgery, hip replacement surgery. Was never the same after that, and I was just shocked. Uh, he went back and did play in the major leagues. He went back yeah. and played with the White Sox as a DH. But it just wasn't the same bow. And it was amazing to understand that, to figure out a guy who was playing two sports and so, you know, just athletically gifted could just go down so quickly and that was yeah. it. Well, here's the thing. You're putting you're putting a lot of pressure on, um, it, especially when you're playing two different sports, you have to work a lot of different muscles. Yeah, but Bo Jackson was just a freak yeah, of nature. He so. was a freak of nature. Yeah. All right. But you're, it's like what Michael Jordan experienced because he had to shift when he retired from basketball for the first time, he had to shift his basketball body to a baseball body. Yeah, so it didn't work out so into well. his arms, and then backwards, back into his upper body. That didn't body. work out so well. So, so yeah. Okay. Uh, lastly, happy birthday belated to Connor McDavid. Well, arguably the best, the, the top the, scorer the right now. The best player. The best scorer, the best player. In the show, just 26 years old. You think he's kind of entering that area. It's, it's hard to believe. Seven years in the in the NHL right now. Yeah, seven years. And he's only twenty six, and he hasn't even hit his prime yet. And they and haven't the won anything. Yeah, the, the <laughs> I mean, Oilers, it's the, him well, and Drysaddle one two. Well, look, they did go to the Western Conference Finals and, last year off the back of those two and, and got lost. swept. But now they're eighth in the in the Western Conference now. So I don't know. I mean, right now they're looking up. So well, it's again, it's that duo McDavid and Drysaddle. Mm. But on McDavid. There's a reason why the Oilers and the Buffaloes, Buffalo Sabres were in a tank war for this dude. Yeah. Because he's a generational talent. Mm-hmm. And he's the he is the guy that's going to be the face of the league for the next decade. And that is the end of our show. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Email. We email. Of course, no emails, none. Zero questions. Nobody has. Everybody has all the answers. Send all your questions in, all your hot takes. We will discuss them on here in a new mailbox segment. We may have a surprise coming up in the next couple of weeks. Maybe. 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 Not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna give that up right now. We may have to stay tight-lipped on that. We should right now. We don't Um, have any confirmation on that. 
Playoffs next week. Playoffs will get we'll bigger. Be, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to a, the divisionals after that. We'll so. get the divisionals. More NBA. More, more NBA. NHL. Yep. It'll start to open up, and we'll start to see who's going to get that Lombardi trophy. But for now, we'll see you next week. Ciao.